What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of Parents Under the Stairs, and we are here with our son again, Jack. What's up, Jack? And the beautiful, beautiful Presley. Hello, guys. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I've been itching to get a new episode out, so this is fun. Yeah, we're we're recording midweek. We usually record on on Sundays, but uh, we got plans for this Sunday, though. Yeah, we got plans. We got a big episode with guests, um, so stay tuned for that. All right, so our topic is going to be '90s horror films, and yeah, do you want to go first for me? Um, sure. So, uh, Arachnophobia, 1990. Directed yeah. by Frank Marshall. Who is the main guy in that? Jeff. Is Jeff it Jeff Bridges? Bridges yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the Dumb and Dumber dude? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Pretty Dumb and Dumber, right? Because Dumb and Dumber wasn't. What year was Dumb and Dumber? Ninety three. Ninety four. Yeah. So I mean, he he must have been like he was a pretty big actor because he was also in Speed. Yeah, and then Jim Carrey was like that's when he was like blowing up. Yeah. So they were like, you know what we should do. A dumbass movie. I read that like people do serious drama roles, and then typically the next thing they jump into is like a comedy. It's kind of like the reverse with some comedy actors like Jim Carrey. He just does dramas now and shit. He does a lot (laughs) these days. Yeah, a lot of random shit. But no, arachnophobia was like a big staple in my childhood because I didn't have access to a lot of horror movies, but I had that one. And there, it's like a great cast too, like Jeff Bridges, not John Candy. Oh, uh, John Goodman. Silly, yeah, John yeah. Goodman. Yeah, he was in that. He was. He was the like exterminator. Yeah. I was gonna say Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was crazy. I remember like last time I watched it, I was like, this would be really cool if it was in 3D, just because there was a lot of like spiders jumping out and at you. And those bitches are huge. And there's like a lot of cool like shots with like the spider webs that are just like out of control and yeah. stuff in the attic. There was a lot going on in that movie. It so, was so good. Yeah. And it was, you- it was on TV a lot after a while too. Oh yeah, it was on TNT. Yeah, AMC. that's where I remember yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. No, I watched it a lot because it was, it was good. In my head, it was like a horror movie. So that's why I loved it so much. Yeah, and I guess it's a horror comedy. If not, yeah, I guess you consider that. But kind of goes into my movie, 1999 Idle Hands, directed by Robert Fendler. Now, this movie's, I, I think when I first saw it, I didn't even think of it as a horror movie. I just thought of it as straight-up comedy. But when I really think about it now, it's basically a rough sequel to The Evil Dead, if you really want to go there. Because, I mean, think That's about it. That's a reach. Think about it. You got the the dead coming back to life. You got the the hand, you know, the possessed hand. I don't know. There was some people that worked on Idle Hands that I think said that they wanted it to be in the Evil Dead universe, but that that's maybe just just wishful thinking for me. But I think it's just it's a great movie. It's got Devin Devin Sawa's in it. Who else is in this? Jessica one? Alba. Jessica Alba. Seth, Seth Green. Green is hilarious in it. I don't remember what's the big guy, the big stoner guy. We all remember. know him from yeah. everything. He in was in the everything world. in the '90s. Yeah, but yeah. It's great special effects when he gets the bottle in his head. Do you I remember that? I love that part. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't one of them get decapitated? I haven't seen that movie since. Yeah, it, like, I think he does. So he's like his neck is like. Yeah, open. it's fucking yeah. weird. It's great, and it's just it's humorous and um, stoner comedy for sure. Like half of the jokes are definitely weed jokes or sex jokes or poop jokes. So uh, it's right up 
right up your alley if you're my age how old was i during idle hands i must have been like 12 <laughs> yeah i was like 12 or whatever this is one of those movies that uh my i got my parents to rent me and my friends and we just ate a shit ton of candy and just laughed our asses off at it and i, I think back then you would usually when you watch something you liked on vhs or whatever you would just rewind it and watch it again and again like kids did at least so we we watched this one a lot it reminds me of living with candace because someone rented it and like when i lived with my mom it was like a lawless land like everything went so you could do pretty much anything and like say you're watching something gross you wouldn't have to turn it off they'd just be like oh gross like you're not you're too young for this it was just like oh why are you watching this and then walk away like all right great parenting but yep. no it was, it was good it just reminds me of that yep you lived in the house of like i was jealous of my friends whose parents would let them do that stuff but yeah what are you watching all right proceed <laughs> <laughs> so my next movie speaking of candace that's my mom the faculty so this came out in 1996 directed by robert rodriguez Hell yeah. So it's like a it's an alien movie, pretty much, mm-hmm. and then it's like kind of like a whodunit too, or like you know the paranoia type situation like a going body on. Body snatchers style. Yeah, pretty much. Invasion of the body snatchers. And then some elements of the thing because they mm-hmm. do the tests and whatnot. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I watched this when I was way too young. We rented it, and it was probably like '98. Do you ever have those weird memories where you like don't remember everything, but you know what happened? Yeah. Like, kind of when you first start remembering things. So, it was, like, the shower scene, and we were all watching it in my dad's room, and it was me and all my brothers and my mom. And he was pissed, because he was one that was like, you can't watch this shit. So, he comes in, he's, like, mad, and we're just like, oh, yeah, sorry. But it just reminds me of, like, old family times. But it's a really good movie. Like, I watched it again pretty recently, like, a few years ago. But it's good. I think most people would say, like, the CGI doesn't hold up. But, like, if you were to redo the CGI in that movie, it would be, like, a perfect alien horror movie. I think. I liked the creature. It was, like, huge and, like, scary enough, you know? And it, like, it could, like, shrink down. I think it did what it needed to do. I think it's just one of those movies where there were shots. Certain shots in the movie where it didn't look as good as it did in other shots. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So it would be cool if someone, like... I don't know, remastered it, but what's the point? Um, was Seth Green in that one, too? I could no, be wrong. No, Elijah Wood. Okay, it was Elijah Wood, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Um, trying to remember some of the other actors, but oh, draw that, a blank. Yeah, there's a there's a few like memorable faces. but Oh, wasn't uh, Robert Patrick yeah. uh, one of the teachers? Yeah, he was. He was a gym teacher, or the coach or something. The coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was in a lot of cool 90s movies. What's up, Jack? I'm going to go get him some snacks. Stand by. (laughs) Did you know Arachnophobia is going to get remade? No. Yeah, I saw a poster for something like that. It's kind of weird. Some of those movies I feel like are... uh, That's going to get CGI'd to shit. Yeah. And I feel like like, those movies are like lightning in a bottle. Like It's just kind of lucky that it worked out the way it did. It was the right chemistry, right actors and stuff. Like, You can't really recreate that too easy. So this is another one that goes into my child. I mean, these are a lot of childhood favorites because this is stuff that our parents were probably renting when we were kids. But Tremors 1 from 1990 and Tremors 2 from 96. Big deal at my house. Like the, the Tremors, the Graboids, which is what they call them in the movie. People ended up calling them Tremors a lot, but uh, 
they're really called graboids in the movie. I think tremors is just, you know, they're they're making earthquakes. Earthquake, so, yeah. yeah. But it's weird because there's no tremors really in the second one. Well, you get some of the graboids from the first one, but they've evolved into walking, like these weird walking tremors. I actually think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really like sequels that kind of go off the rails and like bring in new characters and new actors and stuff. Like I really love the Wrong Turn sequels and I love the Tremors sequels and the Feast sequels. Um, so I really like Tremors because if you look at what they do with the, each sequel, it gets more and more batshit to the point where they go to the Wild Wild West and like I haven't seen the one on the island yet and I haven't seen the one that's on the. Um, in the snow yet but i really want to see those ones there's one on an island i think so yeah i think that might be the newest one i haven't really been keeping up but tremors always holds a spot in my heart so for sure it's like sandworms it reminds me of like dune or like mm-hmm. beetlejuice like shit like that but it's very original yeah and those special effects i can't remember if it was stan winston or, or some big um effects guy that did those but like shit looks really real and it was like just really believable for me i remember even when i saw the the original i was like how did i not know this existed yet even though i was a kid they were actual sandworms (laughs) (laughs) it looked like it you know i mean you you go in some really bad cgi once you start getting into like three and stuff um they still do the practical effects in some of the movies like in the sequels but they definitely bring in some shit cgi like some sci-fi channels era stuff so Anyway, go on, your next one. So, my next one is this, I don't, I think it's like kind of well known, but it's not talked about a lot. It's called Dolly Dearest, and it was made in 1991 and directed by Maria Lise. But this is like, I only found out about this movie because my, I had a babysitter and she had a VHS and it had Dolly Dearest and the next movie I'm going to talk about. And this movie was, like, really good. I haven't seen it since I was, like, probably my oldest son's age. And he's, like, 10 now. But Mm -hmm. I used to watch it over and over and over again. Like, I'd do this one and the next one as, like, a double feature. And it was just crazy because, like, you know, you can have multiple things on, like, a VHS or whatever. So, yeah, just, like, Evil Doll comes to life. Except I think they're, like, in Mexico or something. I think it takes place in Mexico and it's like a Mexican curse and it brings this doll back to life and it makes this girl, this little girl evil. Like it's a wild ride and I think it's pre, no, it's not pre Chucky. It's like around the same time the Chucky franchise was taking off a lot, but it's a new spin because like Chucky's voodoo and this was like a curse. It was... I always mixed it up with Stuart Gordon's dolls because they were like always right next to each other on the shelf. I've never seen that one. That one's pretty cool. Uh, I've never seen Dolly Dearest, actually, but I always mm. saw the cover, and it always looked cool. Yeah, like, the... It's so funny, because, like, it's, like, a cute little doll, but, like, when it comes to life, it's, like, a haggard old woman. Yeah, it's, I've it's seen crazy. that on the cover. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. That's but, awesome. no, that's a, it's really... We have to watch it. All right. Double feature. We can watch Dolls and Dolly Dearest. We'll do. I've noticed that a lot of these movies either are, like, the very beginning of the 90s or the very end. Yeah, like 99. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go back into a 1990 film. Uh, That's going to be the Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead, which I think holds a match up to the original. It's a classic zombie film. Uh, 
especially from the 90s there wasn't a lot of zombie movies to go off back then except for the original Romero films and Tom Savini just goes at it very matter of fact like but he changes the characters a little bit he makes um, Barbara a little bit not a little bit he makes her like a very strong heroic woman where in the original she's a very weak um, scared woman and uh, yeah he does he does Ken Forey plays uh, the other character uh, the, the other hero um, in the film I forgot his name so yeah there's really cool casting um, and the gore is tremendous it's just some of the best it's Tom Savini directed you can how, what can you expect from that so the original Night of the Living Dead they did show some stuff and for the time it was pretty graphic but like this one shows everything so I haven't seen this one. Oh, it's so good we gotta watch it do soon. we have it I feel like mm-hmm. we have okay I think so yeah okay we'll have to watch yeah. it yeah we do we do I'm looking at it right now <laughs> Child's Play 3 1991 directed by Jeff Bender and yeah like I said earlier this and Dolly Dearest were on a VHS tape that my babysitter had for whatever reason and she kept bringing it over to the house so I was like fuck yeah I was super young and just starting to get into horror movies Chucky was one of my favorite things and it was so ridiculous because like her grandson who's like three years younger than me we would watch this and he would just like say all the bad words in it and i was like oh my god because i didn't i did not cuss i was a saint of a child good job yeah but no this movie brings back a lot of memories and it's fun enough like chucky's more animated i guess from like the first one to the third one yeah they kind of like perfect the craft a little more so he's more like in it more you know i don't think this movie gets enough love for sure i don't think so either it's uh it's got some really cool scenes especially the paintball scene is the most memorable but oh i know when they mark that dude up yeah i love it but it's just cool because it it takes place there's a different setting where the first two are pretty standard setting this one's in a military boot camp kind of thing so it's it's definitely uh one to check out the garbage truck killing like i'm still terrified of garbage trucks because of it and he like (laughs) smooshes the guy and i'm like no it scares me still (laughs) i love it yeah um i actually might like it better than the second one Mm, but i've just seen i've just seen the second one so many freaking times because of our child yeah My next one is going to be Brain Scan from 1990, directed by John Flynn. Have you ever seen this one? Uh, no, I haven't. I've seen the I've seen the cover a lot. Oh, it's cool. It's about uh, it's ever Furlong is the plays the main character, and he's kind of a geek. He's staying home alone at his parents' house, and he's got this computer set up that he's obsessed with computer games, and he just sits in there and plays computer games all day. He gets this virtual reality game style game called brain scan that if you play it you actually go into like a simulation where you're murdering somebody but when you turn the game off like the murders have actually occurred and he really likes the game until he figures out that it's actually murdering people then he wants to stop and this maniacal like little I don't even know what you'd call him he's he's just a, a weird dude but like he's freaky looking jumps out and he's uh 
basically just encouraging him to murder and shit like that. So it's got a really good soundtrack. Um, and yeah, it's really, really dark vibes. It, at, you, at first you think it's going to be kind of funny and stuff. It's even got like some cool music in it, like Primus, but like it's after a while you start feeling really bad for Edward Furlong. He's kind of just trapped in this nightmare and can't get out. So I mix up this movie and scanners. Oh yeah, very different. But, yeah, yeah, I think it's just the scan part. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, it's it's cool. Cool. Um, so my next pick is the Paperboy, uh, 1994, directed by Douglas Jackson. 94, the year I was born. Holla, you were already in your mid twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> okay, so this movie, in my opinion, does not get talked about enough you haven't seen it i think i don't even think you've heard of it before i mentioned it Mm -mm. yeah and this was like a staple in my childhood this was one i rented from the little video store top notch a lot um it's pretty much about this teenager who's obsessed with his neighbor's daughter and he just starts killing bitches and it's crazy because like the beginning he's like I don't know. He he does a murder and then he just goes and delivers papers. It's so cheesy, but it's so good because the actor who plays him is like a little psycho and he has like the little freak out tantrums and stuff. I've seen it probably like thirty times. I need to see this. It's talked so, about it so good. Much. I love it so much. And there's like I don't know. It's I don't want to say it's a perfect movie, but it's a perfect movie to me. Nice. Like. Yeah, slasher, teens, teen angst, except it's deadly. Cool. Love some killer kid movies. That's a future topic, too. We, we, we're going to do a killer oh, kid episode. For days. Oh, my yeah. God. It'd be so fun to have Thomas on that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my next pick's going to be People Under the Stairs, 1991, Wes Craven. It's the movie that we named our show after. It's something that we watch at least once a year, I would say. Oh, yeah. When we, we had COVID, we just we watched turned it, it on. COVID. It's, it's great. It's kind of like a home alone for adults, I would say, just because it's a kid creeping around a house while, with two adults chasing him around. Like, Yeah, two <laughs> fucked up adults. It has, a, it has a very dark undertone to it. Yeah. For I having actually, a kid, like, main character. Yeah. I mean, the dude's in a gimp suit. Yeah. Like with a shotgun chasing him around. It must have been terrifying for that little kid. But I know. I'm sure they shot it in a way that it wasn't too traumatic for him. But anyway, it's just a kid is told to, that there's, you know, a big cash. I don't know what you call it. Like a, they have like a bunch of. Like a fortune hidden yeah, a away. Yeah, fortune. There you go. Yeah. Hidden away. And um, he tries to break into the house and get it. But it's a lot more protected than you think. There's a dog and a bunch of traps and. Uh, bunch pe- of people under the people stairs. under the stairs, which he ends up befriending and getting them to help him because flee. Okay, yeah. he terrified me when I was little, though. He looked scary. Yeah. They all look scary. Yeah, the makeup's really cool. Yeah, yeah, they don't even look human anymore, and it's crazy that being under the stairs in the dark so long can like mutate you like that. But I don't know. Maybe there's more to that story. Yeah, there has to be. Yeah. So, People Under the Stairs is 1991's one of the best 90s horror films. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not even, like, too scary. It's like a thriller. It's like a weird thriller. And it's it feels like something that could have happened in real life. Yeah. Too, especially, like, with the social commentary you get at the end of just... Because they're landlords, and they're 
they're slumlords basically trying to fuck over a whole community of people. Yeah, trying to get people to move out of this building. Like, it's a lot, yeah. but it's so fucking good. Yep. So, my last pick. I fucking hate this movie, but uh, nothing but trouble. I don't even. I think I feel like we've talked about this yeah, before. It might have. We might have brought it up on the show, but yeah, but no, no rules against that. So. Oh my god, I still can't even. We watched it recently, and I hadn't watched it in probably like fifteen years, if not longer. I'm twenty seven. No, probably longer, like twenty years. I saw it on fucking HBO late one night, and I've never been the same since. It's so good. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's like a comedy yeah. where, like, uh, yeah, it's not that funny, but no, it's it's so <laughs> it it's scary. It's yeah. just it's like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, yeah. People compare it to House of a Thousand Corpses, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's just about a group of of rich city folk that get caught up in a, in a small town if you want to call it but it's really just this this mansion with a junkyard in the back uh that goes on for forever and there's all these interesting characters in there that are a family that, and those random mutants that work in the yard yeah i yeah. hate i think that's what did it for me uh, it was the radiated hot dogs for me you know oh. like, i couldn't like I think I swear my mom fed us bratwurst that night. And I puked Ew. them up. That could just be in my mind. I don't know. The nose coming off. Uh, Fuck yeah. that. That whole movie is like one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. But you got to give it up for uh, Tupac and Digital Underground. R.I.P. Yep. They're, uh, they got a big part in that movie. so that, that... It was so good. And then Dan Aykroyd just yeah. busting it out on the keys. And then Tupac's like. Yeah, he's like, whoa! <laughs> I love that part. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts for sure. Uh, my last one's going to be Peter Jackson, 1996, The Frighteners. This movie was another one that my dad rented us. I think it's PG-13, so he probably thought it was okay to watch. And it probably is. Uh, it's just uh, the Grim Reaper is coming for everybody in a small town. Uh, Michael J. Fox can see who's next on the Grim Reaper's list. He enlists a couple of ghosts to help him out and saving people. Um, everyone in town thinks he's a, a hacky, like paranormal investigator. It, it's a lot of fun. It's more of a comedy, I think, than it would be a horror, but it's got Jeffrey Combs plays the detective. You know, Cat dead details later. Yeah, reanimator fame. I feel like Gary Busey's in it. Um, of course, Michael J. Fox. So it's just, there's just a lot of fun to be had. And I think like, oh, thanks Jack. I think the CGI ghost effects still kind of hold up, even though they were pretty early at the time. I think it looks pretty good. The Frighteners, you could, I think you could show your, your kids this one for sure. Maybe not at night. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. it did not scare us at all though. Anyway. I feel like you were probably already seasoned a little bit with horror movies. Maybe. Well, our kid is like like trying to get us to stop recording, but I just really want to go really quick into my last two uh, runner-ups. It's going to be Alien 3 1992 from David Fincher. Uh, I thought it was a really original take on the series, even though it gets a lot of hate. There's a director's cut that's pretty entertaining because uh, it has a lot of new parts that kind of fill in the blanks and some things are improved. Also, Army of Darkness, Sam Raimi, 1992. I think I brought it up on the show before. It's just a fucking classic. Also a lot of fun. Everything on my list, I think, is just really fun movies. So, And your list, is too, is a lot of fun as well. 
All right. Thank All right, you yeah. for watching. Baby says stop recording, so we're stopping the recording. Mwah. Have a good one.